Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Before I get into today's requested topic about in-laws, um, I wanted to tell everybody to subscribe for a change, not like I tell you every single time. I'm going to be doing something newer and putting a lot of the old episodes onto subscription only because obviously you've had a chance to hear them by now, but if you haven't, you want to go back, that would be a reason to subscribe and or if you didn't get to all of them. And of course, there's a whole bunch on there with sex, parenting, empathy, uh, narcissism, just everything everything. And um, of course, oral sex on women. Got to mention that one every time because it's a big draw. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, in-laws from hell, as somebody put it, that requested this topic. Now, I'm going to say something that, I mean, whatever, if it's controversial, it can't be controversial. It's like God's honest truth. The in-laws are not the problem. I tell this to people like constantly. It's always true when they think about it. The in-laws are not the problem. How could these crazy people be the problem? They're just some crazy people. What the problem is is how your partner handles the in-laws. That's the problem. That's super liberating because you can just look at these people as some wacky people. And then you can go to actually solving what you can solve. You can't change them. You can't do shit about them. They are old. They're not changing. Trust me, you've tried. Uh, And nothing's going to change that. So what you can change, though, if you're in a committed relationship with somebody who wants to make it work with you, is how you and your spouse handle their parents. This is transformative. So what does this mean? This means that you change how you think about them, how you talk about them, and the boundaries you have around them. And maybe you even work in couples counseling about how to incorporate them in a way that can work for your family. And the spouse may even want to do individual therapy uh, about why they have found it so difficult in the past to be in the middle, as they may say, between you and their parents. This is always a problem. Never have I had anybody come into therapy that's like, my husband and I totally agree that his family's batshit crazy, but um, we are here in couples counseling to tell you funny stories about it. Like, because that is literally why they would be there if their husband or wife agrees. Here's what they say. My in-laws are the problem. They are uh, intrusive. They are terrible. They never understand what I'm trying to say. They go against me at all tur- at all turns. Do you know that I told them what I was going to get the kid for his birthday and they got it first? Can you even imagine? They're so horrible. And then like almost as an afterthought. And uh, we fight about his parents all the time. So what are you fighting about? Like you, you laid out a pretty good case. They seem crazy. 
oh, what you're fighting about is that there's a whole other side to it. So then the partner will say, my parents mean well, they're well-intentioned, you know, yeah, like maybe they have some tendencies to be self-absorbed, but honestly, it's not like what she says. They mean well, that birthday thing was a miscommunication, and really what I want to be able to do is just live life peacefully with my family being involved, but she seems to have a, a vendetta against them. So that's a different story, right? So what is the problem there? The problem is that the couple did not come up with a coherent narrative of the of one person's parents or possibly both person's parents because then this can get very spiteful where uh, one person's like, yeah, you think my parents are crazy? Your parents are crazy. Let me enumerate the reasons that your parents are crazier than my parents. Um, and that, of course, is a road to hell, right, with this competition over whose parents are crazier. If there's going to be any such competition that makes you bond, by the way, it's whose parents are crazier. Like each person's trying to say, mine, no, mine are crazier. They listen to this nutso story from my upbringing. That could actually be something that brings people closer together. Speaking of which, I'm actually running group therapy online for people in, in a bunch of states that uh, there's a licensing agreement about. So if you, I can actually link to that because it's relevant, adult children of dysfunctional families. Because, um, uh, and then that's going to start uh, next Friday, Friday, May 6th, if you want to join that. Just, just uh, click on the link and see if you're in a state where you could join that. That is not free. That's group therapy. But um, but see if, if you can come to that because of an interesting thing that I'm going to talk about, which is if your parents are dysfunctional and you've set boundaries with them, frequently that makes you even more angry when your partner does not set boundaries with their dysfunctional family. So it's not just people that are like, oh, my parents are so great and your parents are so crazy. It's people that are like, yeah, my parents are crazy. I can see that they're crazy and I've set boundaries. Why can't you see the same? So it's always, when there's in-law problems, always a problem between the spouses that have not developed a consistent, healthy, and by healthy I mean like a compromise or something that appeals to both people. I don't mean there's any one particular way to deal with in-laws, but they have not arrived at something that's healthy for the relationship where they agree. It's much like parenting problems. So it's funny, like could you imagine somebody coming in to therapy being like, my kid is a fucking asshole, but my husband insists on saying that my kid has good intentions. Can you explain to my husband that my kid is actually truly an asshole and that uh, he has no good intentions at all and that my kid is in fact the problem? That is insane, right? There's no kid that is just the problem. I mean, some kids can be assholes, but they are not the problem. There's like a lot of stuff going on there. It's the exact same thing when somebody comes in and is like, can you tell my husband his parents are just literally crazy? No, I can't, you know, because first of all, that is subjective. And second of all, this is extremely hurtful for many reasons that I've explained. A lot of people have a lot of loyalty to their dysfunctional family of origin because it's their only family. And frequently they feel that at least one parent did not get a fair shake and um, they feel very bad for this parent's life. So, so if, let's say, a man grows up, his father has horrible anger issues, this is common, and the mother he feels is uh, walking on eggshells around the father for his whole childhood and uh, the mother's life was really garbage, he feels because of the father, he has a lot of anger toward the father, but he very much wants the mother to be involved in the life of the grandkids, whereas the wife says, your parents are nuts, they keep fighting 
even in front of the kids. Your father treats your mother like shit. I don't want our kids to hear that. And your mother, by the way, is queen of passive aggressive and being a professional victim. And I can't stand her. She's not nice to me. She's jealous of my relationship with you. And it's real messed up. Right. This is not an uncommon dynamic. But the man feels a loyalty to his mother. So they're not on the same page at all. So when you start in a, some arguments, many arguments by the time I get to see them in couples counseling, become what we call polarized. So each person is in a different corner and they used to be closer together on a spectrum, like, you know, like on a spectrum of zero to 10, the guy, you know, if zero is my mother is terrible and 10 is my mother is wonderful. The guy used to be maybe like, um, you know, a seven and his wife, when they started dating, she thought, you know, she was like a five about the mother over time she's gotten to a zero she thinks that the mother is satan herself and the guy is a 10 his mother is really should be canonized any day now and so that isn't really what they even think but they've just been reacting to each other in this vicious feedback loop where they become increasingly detached from one another's position and they're almost caricatures so she'll be like your mother is the worst person in the world and he'll be like no nah, actually my mother's the best person in the world and this doesn't it isn't real neither of them even think thinks what they're saying, but to compensate for the other person's extreme position, they have developed an equivalently extreme position on the other side of the spectrum. It's called polarization. And when that happens in arguments, people get very stuck in their opposite corners and they need to be brought back, you know, gently to the middle where they can say, actually, we both agree on some things. Your mother has some positive traits and some negative traits, you know, which is obviously true, you know, for like all people. So how does it work that you and your partner can get on the same page about the in-laws? First of all, you have to stop insulting the in-laws. You know, you just have to stop because it's not getting you anywhere. Think about it like you want your husband. I'm just going to use like a wife with a husband because women complain more frequently about in-laws. I mean, that's just the truth. So, um, so you want your husband to be a good dad, right? You want him to be loyal to the kids, how then could he not be loyal to his own parents, right? I mean, how could he like, how, how could he really be a good family-oriented man like you want while he also cuts out his own family completely and has zero empathy for any of them? Like that's, that's very difficult and it kind of is irrational. So what you want to do is stop the shit talk about the family if you're doing it and actually say what you feel deeply, which is always about how your spouse handles his parents. So you might say something like this, which is a very common feeling, a more vulnerable feeling, so it's harder for people to say than go on a rampage against the in-laws. They, you might say, it makes me sad that you seem to take your mother's side over mine when we have arguments, um, and you seem to always defend her, but you don't defend me, so I guess I've gotten very angry at her. But in reality, some of the issue is that I wish that you felt uh, closer to me and more on the same page with me and free to say that, you know, and that is something that the man can actually work with. So he could be like, I mean, you know, most guys, in this situation are going to be defensive. This is already a sensitive topic. They're going to be like, what do you mean? I never do that. So already we're starting off well, but very common. So then you could say, well, for example, my mother said, you know, uh, we always had ham at Christmas. I don't understand this turkey stuff. And you said, yeah, I miss the ham. 
And that made me feel real bad. So in like those situations, I wish you would be like, well, you know, uh, Mary's a great cook and whatever she wants to cook is always delicious. Mary being the wife in this hypothetical. So you see the difference there, you know, obviously. And the man now has an actual uh, concrete example, something to work on. Very few men are going to say, I refuse ever to say that you're a good cook to my mother. I mean, like that's a man who wants a divorce. So give it to him, right? Then you never have to see the mother-in-law two birds one stone but the point is most men will not say that they'll be like all right but I mean and this is the truth they will say if they're smart and they're introspective they'll say what I'm scared about is I'm not going to remember to do that and I'm not going to know when those things are happening like I never do in the moment and you're just going to get mad at me and then you're going to say we can't see my mother anymore and then what you could say is, and this is why people go to counseling, right? So they don't have to remember all these steps. Um, what you could say is, okay, well, I'm going to like give you like a code word or a signal, or I'm just going to text you because we're in the age of smartphones. And at that point, I'd like you to say something positive that's on my side. You don't have to shit talk your mother. I just literally want to feel like you care about me and what I want and that you're not embarrassed to be on my side. Because... Honestly, a lot of the in-laws that people have trouble with are people who struggle with narcissistic or borderline traits, and they really do like to be the center of attention. So over time, the adult child, your partner, has learned to put this parent as the center of attention if they don't want trouble. That was a very adaptive way to live in their childhood, but it is a less adaptive way in their marriage and maybe, in fact, uh, you know, decreasing the likelihood of the marriage succeeding. So they're doing something that used to make sense when they were a kid. They still remember how to do it. So they lapse into it when the parent is around. But with work, they don't have to do that. It, you have no idea how many of these would be resolved, these problems, if the person whose parents are the quote unquote problem were just more uh, affectionate, loving and positive about their spouse in front of the parents. It's interesting, too, because then they could see in real time the parent may just completely decompensate, you know? So, like, there are parents that are so off the wall and have so much, um, so they're so high on their on their insecurity levels and their borderline or narcissistic traits that if the guy says, well, actually, Mary's a great cook and I love her turkey, they'll really turn around and be like, well, I hate her turkey. <laughs> like they won't be able to stop themselves. And at the moment that your mother says that she hates your wife's turkey, even a blind man may be able to say, okay, you know, like let's not say anything like that. That was pretty rude. And or even if they don't have the balls to say it to their mother right then, after the mother leaves, they may turn around and be like, whoa, I didn't think she would go that far. That was pretty nuts. You know, and then voila, the couple is on the same side. So let's say that you feel like your parent is so crazy. You're not, you, you're maybe starting therapy soon or, or you're even, you, you're too scared to start therapy about uh, your family of origin stuff, but you tell yourself it's because you're a private person or you're so busy or whatever excuse you make. And, um, and so you just can't even imagine calling your parent out in any way. Is there a way then to still get closer and to resolve any of these problems? So now I'm addressing the, the person with the in-law who is with the parent who is the problem. Yeah, you can literally just try to look at any of the stuff that your spouse says about your parents that is that you actually kind of agree with without coming at it from a defensive mode. So 
like if if you are so that thing happens with the turkey right and you can't bring yourself to confront your mother when she leaves your wife is gonna burst into tears and be like I can't believe that she insulted my food I can't believe what a bitch she is oh my god I never did anything to her but nice I mean you know like this can get a little bit extreme and not the real truth but whatever you know and you can actually just agree you could just be like you could pick what you agree from what your wife is saying and be like yeah that was completely out of line what my mother said about the turkey unbelievable I was shocked right Right away, your wife is going to look up at you differently. Right away, she's going to start the process of calming down. Now, many men, they fuck up right there. And they're like, uh, but she's not a bad person, so I want her to be continued to come to all our holidays. What are you saying? You almost were being empathic. And then you stopped. So you just literally keep saying that same thing. She's going to be like, and this is why I hate her because of this, 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 this. And you'd be like, yeah, man, that comment about the turkey, that was unbelievable. And then she's going to be like, I know. And it reminds me of this, 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 this. Don't you think that your mother can be really self-absorbed? And you're like, man, she has her moments. I mean, what, what kind of in-law that sparks animosity in a partner doesn't have their moments of being self-centered? I've never met one. So there are certainly ways to empathize with your spouse's experience vis-a-vis your parents if and only if you can prioritize the marriage over your relationship with your parents. This doesn't mean you shit on the relationship with your parents or you don't respect them anymore. It means that you are literally in your mind placing the marriage and its sanctity and its happiness as the paramount priority in your mind, which is where it needs to be. And the, the relationship with your parents can be right under that. Similar to how I say to put the marriage first and the catering to your children's uh, every whim second, you know, because if the marriage doesn't work, none of this works. You know, the whole family, like your mother, she can keep doing whatever she's doing. But if your wife leaves you, your life's going to get a lot harder. If you actually do want to divorce one another over the in-law issue, you know, there is also the fact of you are always going to have to keep on hearing your kids talk about these in-laws. They're going to be seeing the in-laws even more after the divorce. So it's better to work on this stuff now and getting on the same page about not villainizing them, but also trying to understand how to set boundaries. So if you are an expert level and up to where you really even want to set boundaries, you can you can talk about that with your spouse and they'll be very happy to do so. Any, um, any win, any little bit that you set a boundary, that is going to make your marriage better. So you could, even if let's say you always pick up the phone from your alcoholic mother constantly, you could say to your spouse, you know what, I see that talking to my mother all the time uh, causes conflict here. It probably puts me in a bad mood. And so I don't think I'm going to pick up after eight o'clock. All right, so your spouse will be like, really, you're not? And you'd be like, no, I'm not. It's really our marriage comes first. Something saying our marriage comes first, even with a small boundary set with parents, can really be transformative in in in-law issues. So what do you take away from this? There are many ways to skin a cat here in terms of setting boundaries, empathizing with your spouse's experience with your parents, and remembering that your spouse's uh, preeminent desire that is fueling all of their rage and animosity is to be prioritized um, and to be defended not, you don't have to take out your sword and start swashbuckling with your mother. What defended means that if a parent says something, you're always squarely on the side of your wife, even if you don't believe it. Much, or husband, much like I tell you with parenting. So if the kid is out there throwing the ball with his father, 
Uh, I talk about this in my post or I did also a podcast on that your husband's allowed to treat the kids different than you do. So if your uh, husband is out throwing the ball around with your son and your son drops the ball and your son and your husband teases him for a second or a, a couple of seconds you don't come out there and be like, oh my God, leave him alone. Oh, that's so mean. Oh my God, honey, go into the house. No, you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see maybe this is something, a way that males interact with one another. Maybe my husband can uh, show him a different personality style that isn't mine, where I bend over backwards to compliment him, even when the ball just went over his head and he just looked at it go, you know? So it's the same sort of thing. You can then talk to your husband later if you want. You could be like, hey, maybe lay off a little bit with the teasing. I don't know if you saw, but he started a little bit crying and maybe you're too far away to see. So he really respects you and maybe be a little bit kinder as long as you don't come out there and blow up your husband's spot in front of the kid in a situation of course where your husband is not being abusive or something so um it's the same kind of thing in public present a united front in public and then later, maybe you could say to your wife after you say about the turkey, maybe you could say if it's really bothering you, you could say, you know, I don't think she meant anything about the ham. You know, I really don't. But you can't say that if you already blew up your wife's spot and did not present a united front in front of your mother. You know, in that point, she's going to be like, oh, my God, you're picking your mother over me. And, and to some degree, she's going to be right. So the point is to present a united front, empathize with your spouse's experience. And if you are the one who has a problem with the in-laws, stop trash talking the in-laws. All this does is make your spouse defensive. All you want is to be prioritized. This is not an in-law problem. There's people with batshit crazy in-laws and parents of their own and both spouses bond over how crazy the parents are. You know, both of them are on the same page as our parents are difficult. We need to set some sort of boundaries and those people can thrive despite having in-laws from hell or parents from hell or whatever, people with flagrantly narcissistic and or borderline and or substance abusing, traumatized, super negative traits of any sort. But if the cup is united in how they feel and how they act, there is no in-law problem. They're not a problem because the people in the partnership, the marriage, they are prioritizing their own relationship and they are bonding and trying to create an integrated uh, way that they can both be um, happy with the treatment of the parents and the in-laws. So in-law problem is a couple problem. And if you cannot figure it out on your own, which many people can't because this is a hot button issue, just like sex, finances, parenting, um, this is another one of those, then couples counseling can really help. And if you really can't tolerate hearing anything negative about your parents at all, then individual therapy can help because usually the less you could tolerate hearing negativity about them, the worse they are because the more shame you have and the worse you feel listening to things you know are true, you know, and, and it, it's, you have even more shame when you know something is right, you know. If you had really such a wonderful upbringing that you would be able to tolerate your wife saying anything because you'd be like well that's obviously wrong this must be a her problem gee I wonder if she feels bad about her parenting or, or something you know but if you know something's true then people can really lash out so if you think even at some level that that might apply to you and how you handle comments about your parents then therapy could be useful 
you know, of course, unless there's always just constant rants that are just like literal, like, like unmitigated hostility and name calling towards your parents, which nobody would like. Uh, All right. So hope you guys got something out of this and uh, please do subscribe so that you can hear everything else. And I will talk to y'all soon. Have a great day.